Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hello, everybody. I'm Lou Dobbs. This is The Great America Show, and it's great to have you with us. The House investigating committees are getting it done bringing truth to the American public about political corruption rampant in the Biden regime. The whistleblower working on the Hunter Biden probe this week spoke out for the first time since his six-hour-long testimony was released by the House Ways and Means Committee. Gary Shapley is a 14-year veteran of the Internal Revenue Service, and he talked with CBS News this week about how federal agencies intervened in his investigation and what he discovered in his investigation of Hunter Biden. There were personal expenses that were taken as business expenses. Prostitutes, sex club memberships, hotel rooms for purported drug dealers. How much did Hunter Biden owe in taxes? So from 2014 to 2019, it was $2.2 million. There were certain investigative steps that we weren't allowed to take that could have led us to President Biden. And you wanted to take him? We needed to take them. And you weren't allowed to take them. That's correct. If this was any other person, they likely would have already served their sentence. Shapley's remarks are in direct contradiction of Attorney General Merrick Garland and what Garland told us last week about the U.S. Attorney for Delaware, David Weiss. As I said at the outset, Mr. Weiss, who was appointed by President Trump as the U.S. Attorney in Delaware and assigned this matter during the previous administration, would be permitted to continue his investigation and to make a decision to prosecute any way in which he wanted to and in any district in which he wanted to. Mr. Weiss has since sent a letter to the House Judiciary Committee confirming that he had that authority. I don't know how it would be possible for anybody to block him from bringing a prosecution, given that he has this authority. And he was never told no. I'd say he was given complete authority to make all decisions on his own. So who is lying? There's no doubt in my mind. How many more whistleblowers does it take to recognize the truth about this corrupt administration? The New York Times reporting this week that they've done an independent investigation. And are you ready for this? The New York Times confirms that the DOJ did intervene and block more severe charges against Hunter Biden. Charges that the U.S. attorney says were blocked by A.G. Merrick Garland's Department of Justice. New York Times writers Glenn Thrush and Michael Schmidt wrote this, quote, If Mr. Weiss wanted to move ahead without the DOJ's approval, he could have brought the issue to Mr. Garland's attention, and the attorney general could then appoint him special attorney, which would allow him to bypass the standard chain of command. Well, whatever the truth is, Instead of Weiss pursuing those possible felony charges, Hunter was granted the sweetheart deal in which he will admit to a firearm charge and plead guilty to unpaid taxes, facing no jail time whatsoever. But a federal judge will still have to approve the deal. That outrageous sweetheart deal. We'll see what happens. 
House Speaker Rhino Kevin McCarthy has already served up his own sweetheart deal to Joe Biden when he caved on the debt ceiling negotiations. Now McCarthy has attacked President Trump, the man that's responsible for McCarthy even being Speaker of the House in the first place. McCarthy on CNBC declaring that, quote, he's not sure if Trump is the strongest Republican in the race to beat Joe Biden in 2024. How's that for gratitude? The intellectually deprived rhino can't read polls either. The latest polling shows Trump the most powerful candidate by a far margin. For that, we turn to our friends at Real Clear Politics. The latest GOP primary polling, according to Real Clear Politics, has Trump at 52%. That's 30 points higher than second place Ron DeSantis. The general election polling, according to Real Clear Politics, has President Trump beating Joe Biden head to head, DeSantis losing to Biden head to head. So, just what metric would Rhino McCarthy be using when he made his moronic and ill considered comments? Well, I can tell you, my personal belief is he was listening to his good buddy, Paul Ryan. Turning now to our guest today, he's Congressman Matt Rosendale of the great state of Montana. He sits on the House Committee on Veterans Affairs, the House Committee on Natural Resources. He's a member of the House Freedom Caucus and a great American who happens to have opposed Kevin McCarthy to be Speaker of the House. Congressman, great to have you with us. A lot going on right now in your state of Montana. You've got more Chinese-like balloons invading U.S. and your state's airspace. You've got a train wreck and hazardous materials spilling into the Yellowstone River. And you have the IRS raiding one of your gun shops. What more could be going on right now in the state of Montana, Congressman? Uh, the only thing we're missing are the locusts, Lou. I will tell you, it's um, it, it has not been great. Meanwhile, we are a resilient people, and I will tell you that the uh, the moisture has been good. The crops are looking good, which makes the cows look good. So we're we're going to be okay with this, but we will not um, surrender. As as Winston Churchill so profoundly stated, and in, in amongst the uh, war of World War II, when his people were huddled in the subways and trying to figure out what were they going to do as Germany continued to bomb them, and he said, "You know, we're going to fight this. We're going to fight in the I paraphrase, fight in the streets and the beaches and the seas and and the skies, and we will not surrender." And by golly, that's that's how Montanans are. Right. I wouldn't expect any less of Montanans at all, and certainly uh, no less of you. Uh, let's start with that train wreck, uh, if we may. Uh, hazardous materials, uh, Pete uh, Buttigieg, the uh, purported uh, Secretary of Transportation, doing absolutely nothing. Are you getting the help you need uh, to deal with that, uh, that spill? We are. Uh, fortunately, we have a very, very um, active emergency services, uh, first responders here in Montana, and the uh, the rail system itself, that was the Montana Rail Link. They immediately had their people out there on the scene. So let me let me give you the, the, the real version of what happened. It was 6 a.m. on Saturday morning. There was a, a uh, train wreck. Okay, and and what is not known is whether the bridge collapsed going over the Yellowstone River, which caused the derailment, or whether the derailment and the accident, ensuing accident, caused the bridge to collapse. 
So put that aside for a moment. Uh, we had like 10 cars that ended up down in the drink. No injuries, no fatalities. So the, the, uh, the loss of life or injuries, none was sustained. So everybody is just really happy about that. The train cars that went into the river contained sulfur and asphalt. Both of those materials, when they come into contact with the cool water of the Yellowstone River, solidify, keeping the environmental impact down to a minimal. They had closed down the water systems for the municipalities downstream from there uh, in caution to make sure that they didn't take in any contaminants. Um, they've been monitoring the river continuously to make sure what the water quality is like, and, and it's okay. Um, the, the, the intakes have been opened back up again, and they, the DEQ, Montana Department of Environmental Quality, the EPA, and private contractors are on site monitoring all that. They also were monitoring air quality because there was some cars that had a um, uh, sodium hydrosulfide, uh, but they did not go into the river. They were able to get them away from the, the accident zone and get those materials protected. So none of that was dispersed into the air. So the air quality, water quality seems to be coming in good. There's been cranes put out on the site, two very large cranes to start taking the debris out of the river of the train cars that are still there. There's specialized diving teams that have been dispersed to the site to make sure that they can help with cutting metal and getting things out of the way to assist in removing the uh, damaged, damaged train cars from the river. As that takes place, the uh, uh, Federal Railroad Administration and the NTSB are both on site and will stay on site until they have determined what caused the accident. So right now, the, the issues we're dealing with are number one, uh, fiber optic. There was a fiber optic line hanging on the bridge at the time of the accident. That was severed. They have uh, been able to uh, erect a temporary line across the river uh, to get, restore that fiber optic because it was basically uh, delivering 911 service to three counties on the other side. So that's up and running again, and they'll do a more permanent um, uh, operation a little bit later. The other thing was to reroute the, the freight, I mean, we've got a lot of freight that just got tied up because this is the line heading west. So what it will do now is go from Billings, which is the town closest to the east. It's going to go from Billings to the north to Great Falls. From Great Falls, it will go to Shelby, Montana. And then from there, it can go to points west. Any of the products that are over in Gallatin County uh, which is the next main uh, depot, if you will, to the West, those products can obviously go to the West. But any of that that has to be transported to the East, we now have a major problem. You're going to have to either use trucking. If it cannot be trucked, then those products are going to have to be delivered to the West all the way to Spokane, Washington, at which time they will be distributed gotcha. to points to the north and south and then rerouted back around to the west. So everything considered, we have uh, things contained on the site. I expect to be out there. I wanted to get make sure the site was safe and stable before I inserted myself, sure. you know, because you just don't want to be uh, causing problems when they have all of that uh, first response taking place. I will be out there 
um, in the next, I think Thursday is when I'm scheduled to go. And uh, everything considered, we've got we've got potable water going into the municipalities and and redirected uh, freight and construction uh, of uh, of our clearing of the of the uh, rest of the debris out of the river. So we're in pretty good spot. Congressman, the great news is uh, no one injured, uh, no one, uh, uh, well, there could have been easily loss of life there, and there could have been incredible threats to the uh, to the drinking water and to the residents there, so I'm glad to hear your report on that. Uh, it's uh, let, Let's turn to an, another issue, and that is the IRS, uh, with a significant size force, uh, raiding a gun shop uh, in Great Falls. Uh, what is the status of that? What is going on? That is is deeply disturbing. Um, I received information that 20 IRS agents fully armed and equipped with like uh, whatever they, they riot type gear with the vesting and everything like that um, showed up at a gun store in Great Falls about a week ago uh, just about more than a week ago and one atf agent was with them and when the owner of the store showed up at 7 a.m they demanded entrance they had a search warrant and they went in um he said that they were professional but that the atf agent was actually doing uh, a little bit of the directing and the irs agents confiscated some financial records, but not so many financial records. What's really troubling, Lou, is they took cases upon cases, all of what they called the 4473 forms that this gun store owner had on premises. And the 4473 forms are the ones that you fill out when you're purchasing a firearm to declare that you have not have been um uh, found guilty of any violent crimes. You're sure. not a felon. I mean, it's all personal information and, and the, just the fact that you wanted to purchase a firearm. But make it clear, there's no information on there about the firearm you're trying to purchase, nor the cost or value of that firearm. So there's no financial information on there whatsoever. And the the statute says that the only people that are supposed to have access and possession to that are the gun store and or the ATF. And the ATF told the IRS agents that uh, when they tried taking those forms, but they still said basically tough and they took the forms. The IRS, the IRS agent said tough. I know that's my words, but I'm I'm saying that was effectively their. They, they said we are taking this. This is this is what we are doing. And, and they ignored the ATF agent telling them that they were not supposed to. And now they have access. They have possession of 13,000 forms on Montanans. And, and Lou, if the IRS is not helping the federal government uh, build a database on, on who ha- actually owns firearms, I, I don't know what else they're doing with this information. I mean, there, well, there's the a lot news. of conspiracy theories, but there's also a lot of conspiracies. But absolutely and well said. Uh, I have to say, I'm encouraged that an ATF agent tried to intercede with the IRS on behalf of the shop owner. Uh, we've seen just exactly the opposite of that conduct, uh, as you well know, uh, in Georgia, uh, Congressman Laudermilk uh, had to uh, step up uh, to get between uh, ATF agents uh, and, and a gun store owner uh, there in southern Georgia. 
Yeah, this is really problematic. I've been in touch with, well, I first, I, I sent off letter to um, the IRS and to the ATF and, 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 and stating not only my displeasure, but demanding to have the uh, 4473 forms returned back to this store owner. And I've been working with my state attorney general to see if he can help me to intervene. And then what I can do at the legislative level, level at, at the congressional level, is to attack on a two-pronged approach. Number one, Lou, I, I think we need to um, take the, the weapons away from the IRS. I don't know why the IRS needs to be carrying around ARs. I, I, I just, so I'm going to, I'm going to pursue wait a minute, that. Wait a, well, wait a minute, Congressman. Are you telling me they went in there with AR, with M16s? Yeah, I don't know if they were M16s, they were ARs. So they, they could have been a different, a different caliber. Right. Um, they got, yeah. But, but they were of the 20. Well, in the, par, in the 20 parlance I, of the left, that those would be assault weapons. Yeah. The, but the 20 IRS agents were fully armed. With ARs, unbelievable. Correct. Yeah, and, and this is this is com this is Soviet-style tactics, Lou. This is intimidation not only of the store owner, but of any of the cons customers that showed up during the day while sure. they they maintained that business. Um, basically, they maintained control of that business and had it shut down. So this was to intimidate anyone who was thinking about coming in there too. Don't get in our way. We will crush you. We're talking with Congressman Matt Rosendale. We're going to continue this and find out what in the world is going on with the ATF, uh, the Internal Revenue Service, and this government that apparently has been overtaken by Marxist Dems. And the Biden regime is going wild. We'll be right back. Stay with us. Have you heard you can listen to your favorite news podcasts ad-free? Good news. With Amazon Music, you have access to the largest catalog of ad-free top podcasts included with your Prime membership. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash ad-free news podcasts. That's amazon.com slash ad-free news podcasts to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. We're back now. We're talking with Congressman Matt Rosendale. And, uh, Congressman, we were talking about the gun store owner. I have to say, uh, listening to what has happened in a number of stores, gun shops around the country, uh, the disposition, uh, there's been no follow-up. There's been no uh, consequence. Why, why should not the conference, the Republican conference, deal with this issue uh, together and make it a national issue? Because this is outrageous abuse of power, in my opinion, uh, and I sense in your opinion as well, 
by the federal government. This has got to be stopped. I, I, there can't be just little incidents. Uh, this is a chain of incidents and an obvious directive coming from uh, perhaps the White House itself. But look, I don't know where it's coming from, but I will tell you that when they go into gun stores, okay, law-abiding citizens, um, and, and you send in a a team of armed IRS agents, again, this is Soviet-style intimidation tactics. It is absolutely um, unacceptable in, in our society, and, and I am gravely concerned about the uh, collection of this data that is taking place. That is why we need to go in and, number one, disarm the IRS. That is just out of control. Number two, we need to go into the statute and make it exceedingly clear that these 4473 forms, number one, are only to be viewed by the ATF. And, And Lou, Number two, I think that we need to check. What happened is the Biden administration has gone around the, the law and they're using rule. We've seen it time and time again because they can't modify the law. They know they don't have the support to do that. So they pass a rule that says that the gun owners need to maintain these records in perpetuity as long as they own the gun store. Well, if you're if you have that information that's available it, sooner or later, it can be compromised by someone. And so there's no reason for that to be retained for the, for such an extended period of time. And we need to put in the statute that that information needs to have a limited time. And I don't know the magic number. Is it 30 days? Is it is it 90 days? I don't know. But once it hits that that uh, that deadline, that that information must be purged, destroyed, so that we don't have situations like this arising where there's no other reason for the uh, justification of the IRS to collect all of this except to create a database. Well, like I said, I think the Republican Party needs to take this on in the Congress of the United States, full investigation and get on it because this is a this is a just an outright violation of Second Amendment rights on every level uh, by the Internal Revenue Service, as it turns out, rather than the IRS, uh, excuse me, the uh, ATF. ATF, exactly. I want to I turn to the other one. Uh, have they shot down that balloon over Montana yet? Oh, my gosh. So let me give you a little bit of background. So when the when the first Chinese spy balloon um, came across our nation several months ago, that was back in February, uh, the thank goodness, the vigilant people across the state of Montana looked up to the sky, which we do. And oh, by the way, we can actually see what's going on up there. We're not crowded out with pollution nor buildings. And they saw that there was something going across the sky and a very uh, uh, alert reporter, photographer, excellent photographer down in Yellowstone County, Larry Mayer, took some photographs of this thing. Um, Great images that showed the balloon and all of the cargo that it was carrying for conducting surveillance Uh, was released. DOD came out and, and basically threatened him. And and was trying to suppress the information. Then it it went so viral, it went so me. viral that people across the nation said, "What in the world is going on?" And the White House says we're not going to. Their first response was, "We don't know what it is." 
We don't know where it came from or where it's going, and uh, we're not going to investigate. That was their very first response. And it was a lie because they they saw the balloon when it was approaching the Aleutian Islands, and they allowed it cross over Alaska, Canada, and then as it hovered over Malmstrom Air Force Base in north-central Montana, which has control over 150 ICBMs, uh, then they started paying a little bit more attention to it, but they allowed it to continue to traverse across the continental United States until the, the public outrage reached such a level that they shot it down over the Atlantic. And then we had several other balloons. And as I was reaching out to Department of Defense back then, they were denying what was going on. No one would give me any kind of accurate information whatsoever. And so I became very frustrated and was was assured, Lou, Trust me, next time it's going to be different. So then on uh, Monday evening, I started getting reports at 9 p.m. from local residents here in Dawson County, Montana, that they were tracking yet another balloon that that was hovering above my ranch here in eastern Montana. I Uh mean, they showed me maps where they were tracking it. Uh, And it was hovering at about 57,000 feet. And I immediately reached out to DOD and said, what's going on? Are you tracking this? And again, they denied it, and they said that they don't have any information that would that would cause them to believe that there was surveillance being conducted from this device because it was too small to carry any kind of a payload. Therefore, they were not going to uh, expend any resources to do any more research on it. But, so now, so now the DoD after the experience with those other balloons earlier this year, now they think they're real smart and can tell what's going on. I, I mean, is there any part of this government that's making any sense? No, and, and, and they continue to be in the deny mode. And then after I put something out on social media on Tuesday, then DOD comes out and acts like they did this full, uh, complete uh, um, analysis of what was going on, and oh, this is just a a weather balloon. It has FAA ratings. Da da da. Meanwhile, they wouldn't share that with me uh, the, on the night before, or the morning of, or the morning of. And, and so they continue to do the same thing: deceive and deny. And and that is is terrible government. Well, it's terrible government, but it turns out it's our government, or it used to be. But now it's it's its own lock, stock, and barrel. It appears to me by the Marxist Dems. I don't know it who's in, I don't know who's in charge of it. Uh, maybe it's still Obama. Maybe it's uh, the intelligence uh, agencies. Uh, maybe it's the donors all combined. You know, maybe they have a you know burning burning tree rendezvous every month and uh, decide what this country is going to do. But when they're denying information to a U.S. congressman. That's pretty serious stuff. I mean, at what point will McCarthy say that it's time to impeach some people? Maybe throw in, by the way, Mayorkas, uh, throw in uh, uh, <laughs> Lloyd Austin, uh, and, you know, Merrick uh, Garland, I, I, I don't know. I think he might be the top of the list. What do you think? It took, look, it took us quite a bit of, of work to simply censure Adam Schiff, who basically lied to the American people time and time again and started a propaganda war 
um, against President Trump. And and it was all we could do is muster up the votes to to, to censure him. So put um, that win by six six votes. Was yeah, six, like six votes. Yeah, it's it's amazing. And, and so and, we've got look the the, the uniparty is real, Lou. The uniparty is is real. And unfortunately, this is what we're up against. There are there are a few people, um, not nearly enough in Washington that are willing to take the difficult votes, to make the difficult statements, to actually say what is the truth. The emperor is not wearing any clothes. And then to take the uh, the beatings from the national media that we end up doing just to try and keep people informed. But the people, they know in their bones that something is wrong. The people know that government has gotten too big. They know when they go to the school board meeting and and there, there are those that are whispering because they're afraid to, to be public about their proclamations for fear that the FBI may be knocking on their door. That is no way for us to live in the United States of America. Well, it, it isn't. And by the way, we're living that way because of the Marxist Dems who run the Democrat Party. Uh, let's be very straightforward. The Democrat Party has declared war on the American people, and we're going to take that up as we continue with Congressman Matt Rosendale here on The Great America Show. Stay with us. We're back. We're talking with Congressman Matt Rosendale. And uh, my goodness, have we got a list of issues to talk about here. Uh, it, these issues all affect the country, whether it's the Second Amendment, whether it's a national defense, national sovereignty. Uh, by the way, we were talking about the what looks to be another Chinese balloon. Uh, we haven't heard the disposition of that yet. We don't know whether it's been shut down or, uh, or just simply they wave at it as it goes over top secret facilities like they did with the first one uh, that uh, came across, uh, which Joe Biden allowed to traverse the entire United States. Uh, what the, What is your thinking about the fact we haven't heard a word out of this administration about what they're going to do about China's uh, desire to build a military base in Cuba? Oh, I, I think that the uh, people across this country recognize that uh, Joe Biden has been very compromised by the Chinese Communist Party. I, I mean, that is on full display now. And uh, that gives me really, really grave concern because we're not just talking about militarily. I, I always tell folks, look, China wants to be the the global power. They want dominance globally. And, and the way that you achieve that is first economically, which gives you the ability to um, expand your, your reach um, militarily. And they have been very effective at doing both. And unfortunately, Lou, we have assisted them by, by devaluing the dollar, by the increase in inflation, because of the additional out-of-control spending by the Marxist Democrats, as you rightfully call them. Um, in, in 2019, pre-COVID, we collected the collections for uh, revenue for the uh, federal government were at about $4 trillion, okay? The Tax Cuts and Jobs Act, incredible piece of legislation that the uh, Democrats demonized it, said it was it was causing the... Um, national 
deficit to increase. They were 100% wrong. We collected more revenue. We will collect this year after tax cuts and jobs, um, the uh, Tax Cuts and Jobs Act. We will collect somewhere near $5 trillion worth of revenue this year. The problem is that the Biden administration continues to propose about six and a half, six point eight trillion dollars worth of spending, and and so with a thirty-two trillion dollar national debt, with the uh, unfortunately the McCarthy Biden agreed upon debt ceiling having a date of January of twenty-five instead of a number with virtually no curbs on spending whatsoever, we know we're going to be looking at somewhere between 36 and $37 trillion of national debt as of January of 25. We are continuing to undermine the value of the dollar and weaken our own country, which helps China. Well, I can. I, I think I can sum up uh, what has happened under McCarthy as Speaker and to the 118th Congress. Speaker McCarthy and the 118th Congress will not have a word to say about two full years of federal budgets. You might as well not exist uh, as far as fiscal policy is concerned because of what the leadership in the Senate and the leadership in the Speaker's office have done uh, to the American people. Am I 100%, wrong? 100%. 100%. I, look, I spent a lot of time and effort working on the first debt ceiling package that we were crafting at the beginning of this year because we knew the debt ceiling was going to be the big argument. We also recognized, several of us did, that that was going to be the leverage point that we could use to make sure that we could get policies Good policies implemented because with only one of the chambers, you know, the House, the Senate, and then the executive branch only having one of that, one of the legs of the stool, we knew that our leverage was going to be quite limited. But we put together a really strong package that froze spending, that clawed back a bunch of out of control spending the Biden administration had proposed. It did increase the debt ceiling, but it was until um, March of next year, which would have given us the, the ability to have a little bit more leverage over the appropriations process. And, and then it also contained all of the provisions of H.R. 1, which was our domestic energy policy and our domestic critical minerals policy. And all of that went out the window when when McCarthy and Biden struck their deal to increase the debt ceiling. Not only did it take it away for the next six, eight months, but as you rightfully stated, Lou, it took it away until January of, of 25. And so now how are we going to get policy that is necessary to help this country to secure our border, to produce domestic energy without having the ability to tie a, a monetary consideration to it? We, we can't. It, it took us out at the knees. Yep. And it took you out at the knees because of uh, Speaker McCarthy's uh, judgment. You know, when I look at what's happening in that swamp right now, Congressman, I've got to believe there are a number of people who are being blackmailed by somebody somewhere because they're acting a lot different than they said. Uh, McCarthy, by the way, is one of them. Somebody's got to have something on him because he's turned it upside down. Uh, somebody's got to have it uh, uh, something on uh, several of the Supreme Court justices. We just, we just watched the Supreme Court uh, decide that the Constitution 
uh, is irrelevant to their decisions about electioneering. They're not going to pay attention to Article 1 of the Constitution that requires that the state legislatures decide the place, time, and manner of elections. They decided to interpret that. Uh, and, oh, by the way, all of those, not all, but nearly all of those so-called originalists and conservatives went with the liberals on the Supreme Court. I mean, we were up against it, Congressman. We are. We are. And I will tell you, I don't know that that uh, anyone is holding uh, any information about any elected officials whatsoever. But I will tell you this. It's in my experience that once you make um, serving in Congress your your job, uh, excuse me, your career, once it becomes your career, it becomes your your, you know, your sole income. It, it becomes a problem. Uh, people's votes get tainted. I truly am a public service now. I uh, I was blessed. I uh, had a career, a successful career, before I entered into politics. And so the work that I do now is as a public servant to try and make sure that we can preserve this republic. And, and we have so many individuals that, quite frankly, started at a young age grooming themselves to become professional politicians. And so we often hear this is this vote is going to end your career in politics. And and once you have made it your career, then your votes are already tainted. Well, uh, I think that's a, a great, straightforward uh, assessment of uh, the situation. I want to uh, say to you how much I've enjoyed talking with you. I know the audience has been delighted to, to listen to you and your perspective uh, on what is happening both in your state and the country, and there seems to be considerable overlap. Uh, we always give our guests the last word here, Congressman, as you know. Uh, I want to thank you again and your concluding thoughts, if you will, sir. There, there are so few of us in Washington that are that are fighting for this country, Lou, that I can't tell you how much I appreciate you inviting me on to help us get our voice out because we are limited on the uh, venues that will include us, that will allow us to freely speak, not to just cut us down to a, a 10 second soundbite. And, and this is critically important that we have outlets like you. And so what I will ask your listeners is that identify who the folks are that, that are truly fighting um, for you, the Americans. Um, as President Trump so fondly says, the forgotten man and woman across this country that are out there trying to raise their family, get a good education for their children, and keep food on the table. We are out there fighting for you. We we are you. And, and so when you when you find out who those folks are, help them. Go out and help them. And if that means uh, just putting out a, a sign in your yard to support them, do so. If that means making a few phone calls to your friends to make sure that they know who's actually fighting for you, make a few phone calls and certainly get your friends and neighbors to a vote. And, and if you have the ability to uh, make any kind of financial support, I assure you, we need that as well, because there are well-organized machines, not only in the Democrat Party, but in the Republican Party that are spending millions and billions to try to keep voices like mine and my uh, conservative colleagues silent because they are all part of the uh, uni party 
that are there to enrich themselves and not to preserve this republic. Congressman Matt Rosendale, great to have you with us. Thanks for all you're doing for the great people of Montana and this country. God bless you. Thank you. Thanks, everybody, for being with us today. Russ Tice, former senior intelligence analyst for the National Security Agency and whistleblower, is our guest here tomorrow. Please be with us and be sure to follow me on Truth Social and Twitter at LouDobbs.com. That's at LouDobbs.com. Thanks, God bless you, and God bless America. America.